The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience. Talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Hello. Welcome to Radio Tony. I'm so excited to be here today speaking to you all the way from the Gold Coast. A big shout out to my amazing technician, Revel, who's helping me get through today my first ever radio show. What a privilege to be welcomed into your homes, on your mobiles and via the internet on the Women for Women radio network. Today is about me getting to know you, the listeners, um, and you getting to know me, the radio host. But before I do that, I thought we'd take a little look at what's making recent headlines around the world and causing me to pause and think. Um, In the next segment after the break, I'll tell you a little more about myself um, so that you can get acquainted with me. And in the final segment of the day, I'd like to get to know you and your world and get some of those questions happening for um, chat at about 7.35 p.m. So firstly, a quick roundup. So in Mozambique, the... uh, Port city of Bira is clinging, has people clinging to the roofs after a storm struck three weeks ago. Um, in the UK, Brexit continues and the world gets tired, uh, gets tired of hearing about it. Um, in the latest from Boeing, the uh, airplane saga with the 737s and the latest uh, uh, crash in Indonesia. Um, In the wake of max shootings in New Zealand, the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinta Ahern bans all semi-automatic weapons and assault rifles. Why is this important? Because uh, New Zealand, like Australia, is a peaceful nation and New Zealanders are like Australians uh, and we like to... uh, play on our peaceful nation. Um, To give you an idea of the impact of um, the loss of life that New Zealand suffered recently, it's very similar to the US loss of life at 9-11. So though uh, New Zealand is a small, peaceful nation, this shooting has an enormous impact on them. Um, Across uh, to Australia, and we have some cyclones making landfall today, Um, And to the US, there's been another barrage of ill-tempered tweets sent from Mr. Trump over the weekend, with Mr. Conway calling the the president of having a narcissistic personality disorder. From my perspective, Mr. Conway may just be right on the money. 
in the UK, Google has been fined the astronomical amount of $1.49 billion for restricting rivals' ad. I think Google's such a big machine that they can probably afford to pay this, don't you? Uh, making news in Australia this week, our top female Australian uh, football player has been vilified and bullied on social media after Channel 7 posted an amazing shot of her kicking a ball. Um, later in the show, it would be really nice to talk about female perspectives and the bullying of uh, women in particular. In Australia, it's almost like a sport to bully women who do well in a predominantly male sport. And to further talk on this uh, segment, I want to talk about the United Nations uh, World Happiness Table that's just been released ranking countries on income, healthy life expectancy, social support, freedom, trust, abuse, uh, absence, sorry, of corruption and generosity. So rounding out the top five are Finland. Um, the Finnish people uh, may have a motto of standing on courage and perseverance. Uh, number two, Denmark, the happiest place on the earth. Number three, Norway, getting better and obviously succeeding. Number four, Iceland, and this is an interesting motto. According to them, mums go to Iceland, an interesting saying. Uh, number five is Netherland, and their motto is long live Belarus. Switzerland, get natural. Number seven, Sweden, see it, feel it and love it. Number eight, New Zealand, where it's happening. Number nine, Canada, one of my favourite countries in the world. Keep exploring. And number 10, Austria, let's get justice done. So that's my uh, morning roundup of world news. And so now I'd like to introduce myself properly. My name's Tony Lontis. I'm Australian born and bred your radio host for the next uh, less than 50 minutes. The accent is Australian and sometimes we're a little difficult to understand. We have our own phrases and Australianisms um, and that may take some of you a little to get used to. Please let me know if I say something you don't understand, you can't understand my accent or you're interested in something I need to explain further. So a little bit about me in the next two minutes. Um, I was born approximately 50 years ago to farming parents in a small rural town of the South Burnett in southeastern um, Australia. I was born with a congenital birth defect, which resulted in a left-sided facial palsy, which handicapped me for a number of uh, years as a younger child. You see, smiling is the world is the way of uh, introducing yourself to the world and when you can't smile properly it impacts on your socialization and impacts on my, it impacted on my world enormously so I grew up on a farm um, I was uh, comfortable and often spent lots of time by myself I do have brothers and sisters and wonderful parents um, I had an endless curiosity to question and learn what was going on in my world and that drove my curiosity I found myself leaving home at 17 and going into nursing and uh, doing all forms of nursing from aged care to uh, surgery, maternity, emergency, 
finally settling on operating room nursing, perioperative nursing. Um, and I fulfilled all sorts of roles uh, nursing in operating theatres from scrubbing to scouting, recovering, pre-admission, discharge, and then moved into management roles, managing operating theatres. So after the break, we will talk some more about my life and a little bit about my book and then more about what I hope to do in shows going forward. So now I'll uh, throw to Rebel and our song this morning from Pink. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Sometimes I think that it's better 
Hi, welcome back everyone. So um, I was telling you a little bit about myself. So once I went nursing, um, I uh, had a lot of things happen in the next 20 years um, from domestic violence, marriage, divorce, infidelity um, and the birth of my two wonderful children. I've always been opinionated and I'm passionate about injustice. Um, I'm not scared of talking about those things and I'd like to embrace some of those topics here on this radio show. Um, what led me to this radio show? In uh, 2012, I had my own company, uh, nurse consultancy firm, delivering safety and quality to small hospitals across the country. I did that for about six years and during that time I had the first thoughts of writing a book. Um, I embraced uh, a journey of healing, self-discovery and self-development and as I started to heal I was encouraged to write more and more um, and so that's probably where my journey to a published author began. Skip forward to 2018 and I decided that I would make this book happen. Um, I found a publishing package that enabled me to self-publish my first book and I began to write in a half-hearted sort of way. Um, I realized pretty quickly that um, if I was going to get this book finished, then I needed to dedicate my time and efforts to finishing it off. In July of 2018, I made that decision. I stopped, uh, shut down my company and sat down and wrote a book. I wrote from July 2018 and finished in November 18 uh, and published my first book in January 2018. My book is called Resilience, Memoir of a Broken Little Girl Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty. And since then, there's been some amazing things happen in my life, including this radio show. Um, so this year is a year about saying yes for me and being fearless in what I do, trusting that I'm now walking in my true path um, and doing what I feel that I should be doing. And in doing that, um, I want to encourage open conversations about difficult things. Um, I never thought about radio, but for me, it makes perfect sense now. I can have opinions and talk to you and you can talk to me about things that we're passionate about. We have the ability to bring issues into the open and to listen to what the world has to say. I'm a very positive person and I refuse to believe that we as humans are as damned as everyone else would have us believe. So what else do I do? I speak at women's events and across the country, um, both here and nationally, and I talk about inspiring and empowering women. Um in doing that, I also uh, have a lot of men who I talk to empower and inspire, and we'll talk to some of those uh, men in uh, later episodes of Radio Tony. The other thing that I do is women's retreats. Our Walk with Wisdom tours with my business partner, Donna, deliver women's only retreats, which encourage women to look after themselves. Um, we believe that self-care is so important and women in particular are more likely not to look after themselves because we juggle so many things at once. Generally, I don't mean to exclude men from my conversations because most of them are wonderful partners, husbands and fathers, but it's women who predominantly do a lot of the mothering, the school pickups, they work part-time and we don't generally look after ourselves. 
So our retreats take women on short breaks, usually from three to ten days, to places across Australia and Bali, where we have some downtime, some education, some pampering, and some girl time. We also fit in a lot of the touristy things that make life interesting. And the women usually return home relaxed, refreshed, and rejuvenated. So now I'd like to start answering some of the wonderful questions that are coming this way. So our first listener tonight said, what is this show? Well, this is Radio Tony, bringing social consciousness to your evenings. I'd like it to be a little bit um, of talking and education from me. Um, Hopefully each week I'd like to bring you a guest speaker, not this week because it's the first show and I need to get you familiar with me and I'm getting familiar with you. Um, So my next question is, where is this show coming from? This show is coming to you live via Skype from the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia. I live in a beautiful valley in the hinterland of the Gold Coast. So the Gold Coast has uh, beautiful beaches. Our closest beach is Burley, um, and Burley Heads has been voted one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. So we're very lucky to live here. I live on a rural property. Um, I have seven goats, uh, two llamas, two dogs, and an assortment of uh, ducks and a couple of chickens. Um, The reason for living in the hinterland is, of course, a lot about the environment and the animals. The valley is a a beautiful uh, spiritual place surrounded by mountains. We have a creek at the bottom of our valley and it's a wonderful place to rejuvenate and a fabulous place from which to deliver a live radio show. So our next lister uh, has said what goes on in this show um, and is this show about world news? No, this show is not about world news but since it was my first show I needed to know, uh, I needed to a breaker to get into the show because I'm very nervous as you can probably tell. So who am I? Um, earlier in the show we talked a lot, of, a little bit about me um, I am a, I guess you would say, an entrepreneur perhaps. So I write, I've published my first book, I speak, I talk to groups wherever I'm asked to speak. I have this radio show, my brand new gig, Radio Tony, um, and I'm writing my second book and additionally an ebook. Um, the next question is, what are you all about? So I'm a passionate campaigner for injustices and for those of you that may have read my book, I talk a lot about the injustices of the Australian judicial system and what happened to my daughter after um, her disclosure um, and so on the back of that, I like to talk to the, like to talk about injustice, be it in terms of sexual abuse, domestic violence, Uh, women's injustice um, and all of those subjects I'd like to cover in depth at some stage. Um, The next question is how long did it take you to write your book? So I guess I had a lot of the bits and pieces of my book 
together for probably five years or more. And then in early 2018, I decided to make my book a reality. And I potted around the edges for a while and finally made a decision, stopped what I was doing and wrote the book solidly from July 2018 to to November 2018. So that's about five months of solid writing, research, editing. Um, And the book was finally uh, published in uh, January and it's available in paperback ebook and audiobook on Amazon and all good online retailers as well as bookstores. So if you go into your local bookstore, you can ask them to order in Resilience by Tony Lontis and then it will be available to them and you'll be able to get it from them. So my next question, are you going to tell us more about your situations? So if that wonderful listener could just clarify a bit about what you'd like me to tell you about, that would be lovely. Uh, Can you tell us more about your writing and publishing experiences? Wow, what a roller coaster writing is. So my book is a memoir, so it's deeply personal. um, And even though I consider myself very much healed, uh, there are elements when you write a book that you have to reveal it, revisit. And from my perspective, um, writing those difficult things in the book was uh, traumatic, uh, tearful and very hard. Um, it was also cathartic in that I got to rethink about some of the situations that I'd been in and how they affected me, how they affected the people around me and what I can improve in myself and my reactions. I learned a lot about things that are likely to trigger me uh, and it was a wonderful learning experience. Very hard to write a memoir that has a traumatic element. Much easier if you've had a a nicely flowing life, I'm I'm sure it's a much easier experience. In talking about publishing, I've learnt that it's very hard for everyday Joe Blow and Mrs Blogs to get themselves a publishing contract. So I did my research and found that self-publishing was the way for me to go. And self-publishing is... um, not saying that you're any worse off than having um, a recognised publisher publish your book, but it does give you more control. So you are able to write what you want to write, set up, set your book up the way that you want to set it up, talk about the things that you want to talk about, do the cover the way in which you envisage your cover being done, and... Um, And those are all positive things from my perspective. From a negative perspective, it's hard going. So it's up to you to market your book. It's up to you to get yourself noticed. Um, And I guess that's probably why I've been writing an e-book on all of those challenges because there's a lot of people out there that would like to write a book, are unsure about getting a publisher 
think that they might like to do it themselves and I'm just wanting to let people know that, yes, that's a great option. If you think that you have a message that other people would like to know or want to read about, then I encourage you to look at self-publishing from any of the wonderful uh, packages that are offered to you all over the world. So the next question is, if you were going to tell people about your show, what would you say to get them to listen? So I'd like to talk about the hard subjects. Um, I'd like to talk about things that people wouldn't necessarily talk about and I'd like my radio station to be a safe space for those conversations. Um, I'd like it to be a bullying-free, troll-free space where people can talk about their truth, talk about their trauma and feel safe in doing so. I'm not a psychologist, but I am a nurse and I do and I have uh, done a lot of research and a lot of reading um, about trauma, post-traumatic stress, abuse, domestic violence and all those hard conversations that we don't talk about enough. Um, what will you be doing on these shows? So basically, I'd like to cut my show into three segments. So a little bit of a um, monologue to begin with about what I've been thinking about in the preceding week, followed by a song because I like songs, um, followed by a guest um, e speaker um, of some description. Um, in initially, it'll be people that I know that have either published, have an interesting business to talk about, um, and then going forward, I'd really like to speak to anyone who has a story to tell or, uh, in particular, authors who have written about difficult subjects. Um, and then in the last segment, I want to open that up for you, the listeners. I want to hear from you. I want to talk to you and I want to try and answer as many questions as I can live on air each week, either about what I've spoken about earlier in the show from the, the guest speaker and the guest speaker will stay, the guest will stay with me during the radio show and we will endeavor to answer those questions, um, that you have. I was looking forward to hearing world news, so it's a good thing that you bring it to us. Okay, you like that? So I might try and do that each week. Um, I realise that we have worldwide listeners and I just it occurred to me that uh, sometimes we focus on only the news that is happening in our country and I thought it might be interesting for you to hear what's happening across the world. Um you have a lot of topics to share with us. I may stick around for a lot more. Thank you so much, listener. Uh, can you walk us through the writing process and how you manage to get through these things? What a great question. So my road writing process was I actually started at a moment in time that was probably one of the most traumatic uh, moments in my life. So I started writing on the day that my daughter disclosed her sexual abuse at the hands of my uh, fiance whom I was about to marry in two weeks time so that was my most traumatic spot and I started writing then from there once I'd written until I was had no more to write I then went backwards and forwards in my life from that point point. Um, and 
once I had um, about 75,000 words, then I started the editing process in full and went backwards and forwards uh, to see um, what I needed to put in, what I needed to take out, um, what I felt that the reader needed to know about me to understand what had brought me to that point in time. Um, my writing also included research, so I read back through uh, court transcripts, I read back through my diaries and journals, I talked to people in and around me about their recollection of events, and that's essentially how I got my book. Um, is this your first show? Absolutely, this is my first show. Can't you tell? I am really have been very nervous and messing my words up. Thank you. Um, that is what uh, – will you be going into more situations you have been in and telling us how you got through them? Absolutely. The more questions you ask and the more I open up to you, um, I'm sure that will lead into me talking about situations I've been in, what happened and what I did in those situations. What brought you to do radio? What a great question. Um, so in the back of doing my uh, release of my book, I know that I needed to have a social media strategy. So big words that just mean growing your social media platforms. So my platforms are LinkedIn, uh, Facebook is my number one platform, followed by a little uh, by Instagram and a little bit of Twitter. Um, in building those social platforms, I had conversations with people on LinkedIn about podcasts because somewhere down the track I was interested in doing a podcast. That led to a conversation with the wonderful uh, Dean Piper who owns um, this radio station and our initial conversation was about podcasting. We had a Skype phone call and in the end he said, I really think you'd be good on radio. Have you considered radio? To which I replied, no, never. Uh, we talked some more. He explained that it might be quite easy. I was worried about being in Australia and uh, Women for Women Network is based out of Florida. Uh, he explained how easy that was to do with Skype and said I had this spot on a 7 p.m. on uh, Thursdays, Eastern Standard US time. And I said, yes, let's do it. And here you are listening to me. Did you find it easier to self-publish? I found it easier to self-publish because that's all I know. I'm hoping one day that I will have one of those beautiful formal contracts to formally publish. However, uh, I haven't got that. So, yes, self-publishing was easier for me. Lots and lots of hard work, but I love hard work, so that wasn't a problem for me. Uh, Self-publishing gives you great control of your content, your wording, the way you set up and lay out your book, uh, the ability to um, uh, do your book in the three most uh, major platforms, i.e. a paperback, ebook, and audiobook. So yes, 
I've loved self-publishing and I would encourage others to try it too. And don't be... Don't be scared of other people saying, oh, you haven't got a formal uh, publishing contract or you're not with a, one of the big uh, publishing houses. Don't listen to that. If you've got a story to tell, you think it's important for the world to hear you tell that story, investigate self-publishing packages. My package not only included delivery of um, hard copies of my book, my ebook, but it also included loads of education about publishing and writing, and that was the value for me. What hard su- what are hard subjects in your opinion? Okay, so hard subjects in my opinion are. Um, let's talk about the recent documentary Leaving Netherland. The documentary where Michael Jackson um, is discussed uh, and his uh, the abuse of the two boys, Wade Robson and Jimmy Savechek, um, was discussed. So um, I've been quite vocal after watching that documentary and having been in that situation, uh, having lived with an abuser and knowing their patterns and behaviours once I watched the Netherland documentary, there is no doubt in my mind that Michael Jackson was an abuser. There are certain elements of behaviour that lead me to that uh, conclusion. And those, just briefly, are the grooming, the gifts, the power, the authority, the fear the love the boys felt for Michael and the reasons around why victims don't tell the truth. You have to understand that it takes an incredibly courageous person to accuse someone of abuse. They don't do it lightly, they don't do it easily, and they usually don't do it until they're much older and years after the abuse. So some of those are the hard subjects I'd like to talk about domestic violence, any of the women's issues, um, and secrets. So those are the hard subjects just briefly. Uh, Can we ask questions through the entire show? I would love you to ask questions through the entire show and I will attempt to get through as many of those questions as I can um, towards the end of the show. Today, you've got me all day and I'm going to answer as many as I can. Uh, you can send your questions through at any time that you want. Whilst I'm on air, the wonderful Rebel is looking after my chat room and she will feed those questions to me so I'll see them and I'll be able to answer them. Um, If I have a moment during the show, I'll answer them during the show, but mostly it will wait towards the end of the show where I can answer as many as I can. Yes, definitely my first show ever and I am still feeling a little nervous. So thank you for your encouragement. How do we find this station to listen to you? So the Women for Women Network, if you go on to womenforwomenw4wn.com, you can listen live over the internet. If you have uh, would like to get the app, the same thing applies. It's W4WN app, and you can listen on your phone. 
I find you easy to listen to. I like this show so far. Well, thank you very much. I'll try and keep that up for you. Is this a regular time we tune in to listen to your show from now on? Absolutely. So from now on, Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, U.S., um, and whatever time sorry time conversion that is in your country, I will be on this show. Um, so in Australia, it's Australian Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m., um okay so my next question is how long did it take you to write your book so my uh book was if you if you look at it realistically it was probably five years with the bulk of the effort in the last five months of that five-year period so I had the bones of a book in my brain for a long time um, and I journaled a lot. And um, when I finally made the decision to write the book, it was concentrated, hard effort for five months to get it written. So once you've got your manuscript and I actually went through a double process of editing. So I found myself um, – a niche editor, I suppose you could call them. So I was looking for an editor who had experience in editing uh, memoirs and I wanted that memoir editor to have particular experience in post-traumatic stress disorder or a psychology background. Why is that? Why was that important to me? Uh, that was important because I talk about a lot of psychological impacts of abuse and I talk about a lot of the psychological impacts of trauma in everyday terms. I wanted my book to be easily understood by everyday people and I didn't want it to be um, a psychology textbook. Um, I wanted to, people to easily understand these are the things that happen to you and your mind when you experience trauma. Um, so that was the first part of my editing process and my editor drove me to uh, question what I was saying. She also questioned that I was real and relatable um, so that people reading my book were able to understand and relate to me as a person and not as a reader per se. Um, so that all happened in the first editing process and that was really tough. When you're writing your heart out and writing from a deep space um, and writing about difficult topics, uh, it's difficult when someone calls you into question and says, I don't think you're being quite truthful enough or I don't think you're being realistically realistic enough. I don't think your reader will trust you. You need to write more about X, Y and Z. So that was a very challenging process. Um, and then once we'd got that far and had a manuscript as a whole, I had a uh, structural editor and a proofreading editor go through the manuscript and pick up all the past tense, the punctuation, the words missing, the spelling mistakes and all of that. And that is a very tedious process. Once you get that done... Then you get to a layout. 
and layout I found was the most tedious, mind-numbing, horrible process to go through. Because once you get to layout and you have this beautiful manuscript that you're very happy with and it goes to layout, your paragraphs get jumbled, your words suddenly have hyphens that didn't have hyphens before and you have to re-go through your book. Um, so essentially you get to know your book very hard, uh, sorry, very well and um, it's a hard process. But at the end of the day, you get a book that you're very happy with that you're proud to put your name to and that you're proud to promote. Okay, no, no, you misunderstand my question. How did you find this station to be on? So I found this station as a part of uh, my social media strategy and I was trying to connect to lots of people on social media and in particular LinkedIn. Now LinkedIn is a business-based uh, social media platform and in linking to people, I started to link to uh, or connect to people who were doing podcasts or talking about podcasts. That led to a conversation with the owner of this radio station and um, a Skype, uh, which a Skype call, which I thought was an interview to be on one of his uh, programs. However, it ended up being an offer to have my own radio show, and at the time, I just said yes and worried about everything else later. So that's how you find me on the Women for Women Network, which is a lovely fit for what I stand for and what I'll be talking about. Uh, how hard is it to get on radio? Well, from my perspective, it was actually very easy. Uh, if you go on the Women for Women Network, uh, womenforwomen.com, uh, network.com you will find that they are looking for uh, ho radio hosts from time to time and that's how I come to get my radio gig uh, do you find different genre take uh, uh, lengths of time to write yes I found that my memoir took a long time to write my second book, which I'm talking about um, the strategies that got me through the trauma, that helped me to heal and helped me to find happiness, that's so much easier to write. So I guess you would class my next book as a self-help book and the words are seemingly flowing endlessly uh, from me and I've found it much easier to write. My third book, which will be an e-book, just writing about all the things I've learned in this self-publishing process, that's really easy. That's like just doing a mind dump and going back through and cleaning up what I've written. So the ebook is by far the easiest so far. Um, I'd re really like to write a fictional fantasy novel at some stage, so I'll be able to give you feedback on that as well. Um, I do find that after 35 years of nursing, um, I've discovered writing is my love. I love being engrossed in the process of putting words on paper, of thinking and researching about those words. And I've discovered this love of writing later in my life, which is a wondrous thing. Do you retain the copy rights to absolutely my book is my book that's the other thing about having a formal publisher publish your book 
um, they retain the rights to your book. So if you self-publish, you retain all the rights. All your words are yours to do with as you please. So that's a powerful tool, particularly when you start to write things like uh, press releases and you start to do your own media kit and you start to post on your social media platforms Owning the rights to what you've written in your book allows you to use snippets from your book, allows you to use uh, quotes from your book, allows you to use the words that you wrote in any way you see fit. And from my perspective, that is the most powerful thing, particularly if you're writing a book. How do those people get paid through the writing process? So... I get paid by uh, selling my book. So for me, it costs me a certain amount of money to have my book published. So I have to set the price of my book in such a way that it covers those costs. At the moment, I will never cover the costs of my publishing self-published package, but I'm hoping that that all changed and I'm happy to go with that because the process of learning about, the process of educating myself and learning what I've learned in my first book is uh, gold. Um, so I'm happy to just keep slowly selling my book. There are ways uh, that you can generate lots of funds from your books in other ways than just writing. So for me, that's speaking and talking, doing women's retreats and doing workshops. Those are other ways that my writing the book has contributed to me making money. Um so you mentioned you held a few types of jobs. How do you describe your journey? So the first part of my life was focused on uh, nursing and nursing roles and motherhood. I guess you, I consider motherhood um, a very big job. Um, my nursing roles uh, were anything from uh low-level normal nursing roles to much higher roles, including management of operating theatres. And in the management of operating theatres, that means dealing with surgeons, uh, rostering for staff, managing HR, managing staff issues, sick leave, uh, performance management of, of staff. So all of those roles. I also did a number of large hospital project management roles, so involved in the redevelopment of a hospital. So that's aligning with um, the architectural plans through to the tendering of the builders, through to supervision of the builders um, and all of those sorts of things. So predominantly nursing up until July last year when I stopped and started writing and everything else that has come from writing the book and the things that I do now. So that's speaking, women's retreats, talking on the radio to you wonderful people. So um, the editor and all the behind the scenes people, how do, you, how do they get paid as the book is being made? 
So just quickly, I've got four minutes left to answer this wonderful question, and thank you. It's a very great question. Uh, the um, editor I paid directly, uh, the first editor, and the second was part of the package that I bought for self-publishing. So I essentially paid them all to do their work, but it was part of a greater package um, that uh, helped me get my book published. Um, so they get paid out of my lump sum of package payment. So they all get paid. They don't do it for free. Nobody does anything for free. Um, however, if you are friends with an editor, I'd treat them, and you're wanting to write a book, I would treat them very well because they may, they may just help you get the editing part of your book done. The other thing that you can do and some of my fellow authors have done is that they have highly educated friends who are happy to do a few proofreads of their book. Um, is that enough to publish a book? No. It's enough to get you on the way so that your formal editor has less to um, do. But I would always, always, always recommend paying a good editor to edit your book you don't want someone reading and for them to find punctuation uh, spelling mistakes uh, wrong phrasing wrong structure you don't want that you want an easily read book that people will love reading and that's the book that I think I delivered. Most of my feedback so far has been on, wow, I read your book overnight or wow, I couldn't put it down. So pick a good editor. Now we're down to the last minute of my first show and I can't thank you all enough for your fabulous questions and I look forward to talking to you all next week, same time, 7 p.m., uh, Eastern Standard Time in the US and 9am Australian Eastern Standard Time. Just pop on to the Women for Women Network, um, get the app and I will talk to you all next week. Thanks, Rebel. Bye for now. Radio Tony out. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. A platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio Radio Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom.